The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. At one point, it was thought of, of as a place entertainers went to die, but that changed over the years, and Las Vegas is seeing more and more entertainers doing residencies there. Just yesterday, Sting announced uh, an extensive residency at Caesars Palace in 2020. Uh, it's all a part of the release of his upcoming album. Now, Aerosmith kicked off its residency at the MGM earlier this month, and Journey is going to play Caesars Palace later this year. If you look back in history, residencies were pioneered by artists like Liberace in the 1940s, Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack in the 50s, and then Elvis. And of course, Celine Dion's Vegas residency is the most successful ever, grossing over about $400 million and attracting nearly 3 million people to 717 shows. The list of entertainers now performing residencies in Vegas is a long one. And to talk about that, we're joined by Alan Cross, the host of the ongoing history of new music and a musical contributor to Chorus Radio and Global News. Hey, Alan. Hey, how are you? I am good. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Um, you know, when you look back at this and... Um, it's it's really quite interesting how things have changed. Um, I mentioned Liberace off the top back in like kind of the 1940s and then the Rat Pack, Sinatra, even Elvis. Um, you know, they kind of were there when things maybe not going so well in their musical career and how things have changed. Well, it used to be a, a real cliche is that in the declining sunset years of your career, you went and you played Las Vegas. Uh, that's not the case anymore because... Uh, Las Vegas has been undergoing a renaissance of sorts over the last uh, maybe 15 years where they're trying to attract a different audience, a younger audience. And they have reached out and found a lot of success with uh, music stars, uh, Celine Dion, of course, being the big one, but also, you know, Elton John, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about Aerosmith. We had uh, we had Motley Crue there for, for a while. I was in Vegas in... January, and I noticed that they had a gig uh, at the Palms with Blink One Eighty Two yeah. still happening. Uh, so it's 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 a it's a good money gig because you get a theater. In the cases of some of these artists like Lady Gaga or uh, Celine Dion, that may be customized to your exact needs in terms of sound and lighting and staging, and uh, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to tour. You you stay in one place. Do your one or two shows a night or whatever it turns out to be, and uh, don't cash the checks. Uh, it's it's a, it's a very efficient way. I'm at the dog park. Can you tell? Uh, it's a very very efficient way to uh, to make a lot of money and to reach an audience without having to go anywhere. Yeah, and you know when you see kind of the transformation, and I still think like I've only been to Vegas once, Alan. I was there for my 40th birthday a few years back, and at the time I didn't even you know, and so that was what. Uh, well, whatever it was, and it was eight years ago, and you didn't even think about going to any of the shows like that. One of the ones that I would have liked to have done, of course, was uh, to have seen was Garth Brooks. When Garth Brooks decided to end touring to help raise the kids, that sort of stuff. But then he did that Vegas residency, and you know that was that that was really really popular as well. And um, we're seeing a lot of these big shows, whether maybe it's Britney or Celine or whatever. But then you had that country show come in, and it's like oh that's interesting uh, and that paid off and, and did very well for him as well although i think he, he can't do any any wrong to this day well no 
The other thing, too, is that the Beatles pioneered a lot of this with all the shows that they've done. Um, mm-hmm. The most recent is uh, The Love Show, which is a Cirque du Soleil production, which is running at the Mirage. That's been on for quite some time, and it's been extraordinarily successful. So, okay, we can do not only live performers uh, playing, you know, traditional concert sets, but we can also do these... um, uh, these, these, these themed shows. The other thing that we have to think about is a lot of these old timers are starting to retire. I mean, Donnie and Marie, who yeah. have been, I think, at Caesar's Palace forever, mm-hmm. are now going to move on and move out. So Caesar's Palace needs to keep some, needs to uh, bring in somebody to keep people within the building. See, that's the other thing about these casinos and these hotels is that you, they don't want anybody leaving the property. Yeah. They want you to eat and gamble and drink and be entertained all in the same place. So that's why all of them are competing with each other to make sure that if once you get to their place on the strip, you don't go anywhere else. And with demographics that are going to Las Vegas these days and with more families going to Las Vegas these days, uh, these sorts of um, name brands, mainstream entertainers, are gold. You know, you have to, someone just texted and said, okay, Jay and Alan, you know, the people that you're mentioning right now, like the Motley Crews and that sort of stuff, they are actually in the twilight of their careers. But coming up this year alone, we're going to see uh, Cardi B, Drake, uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, Janet Jackson, French Montana, all that sort of stuff. And I think when you look back at some of that history of Vegas and um, that kind of hip hop scene as well and the EDM scene there and how that was a real... um, gathering place for a lot of those artists, you know, late 90s, early 2000, and it was, Vegas was instrumental in in some of in some of the genres uh, and making them popular. Well, I'll tell you, that we, uh, when you talk about EDM, Vegas has one of the biggest EDM festivals mm-hmm. uh, in, in North America every year, uh, which has resulted in DJs, big name DJs like Tiesto and a few others, also getting residences in their in their yep. dance clubs in yep. these hotels. So, so that's that's another aspect of it. And uh, Vegas also has this thing called the Life Is Beautiful Festival, which is a multi-day, uh, multi-genre music festival every September. So it's becoming a, this this music destination. And uh, I, again, the whole idea is to keep people within the confines of. Where well, they're at their hotel, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and, and tickets can be reasonable, you know, reasonably priced if you're not in one place, or if you're staying in one place. Ticket prices can be a little bit more flexible. Maybe you can you can probably get in, you know, a, a, a seat for seventy nine or eighty dollars mm-hmm. because they do have to, you know, they do have to fit as many people as they possibly can every single night for the entire length of their residency. And because these theaters tend to be a lot more intimate than the arenas in which you might see some of these bands otherwise play, it's a really good deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was for me, you know, uh, if I had had a chance to see Garth Brooks there, that would have been fantastic. I mean, my parents just saw him on the weekend in uh, Gainesville, Florida, playing on the stadium tour with, what, 75, 80,000 other people. And that, to me, is not uh, an ideal concert setting. I, that's not what I like. I like something a little bit more intimate. Do you think that this is just going to continue to power on like this, Alan? Do you think we're going to just see more and more of this? Yes, and it's going to change 
for the weirder in a little while. <laughs> one of the things that I'll tell you why is one of the things that we're seeing, of course, is the rise of dead performers returning as holograms. Yeah. And I was speaking to somebody who was involved in this particular industry, and I said, well, who's going to go see a hologram that goes on tour? He says, you're missing the point. Uh. This sort of thing is perfect for Las Vegas. Can you imagine <laughs> going to see Elvis and Sinatra? Oh. and Sinatra on the same stage together playing their greatest song? That's going to bring in a lot of people. Or it doesn't have to be the old-time performers. Maybe, uh, you know what, you want to see Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to see, uh, I don't know, uh, the Beatles as they were uh, in 1968. Mm -hmm. You know, these sorts of things are being worked on right now because the hologram technology is going to find a home in Las Vegas and it is going to be huge. That's going to that's uh, that's a whole other thing but if there's a place where as you said it's it could knock it out of the ballpark it would be Vegas. I mean it's all about lights and the spectacle and and why not? And so many of us are reminiscing about oh gosh, I wish I could have seen let's say Queen in the heyday, right? Now, you know, if we could have seen Freddie Mercury live and if it's a hologram, okay, I'll take it. Um, that just might be cool enough for some of us. And think about the margins on something like this. You don't have to worry about artist accommodations. You don't have to worry <laughs> about them getting sick or overdosing or having a fight with their girlfriend or not showing up for some particular reason. You just turn on the projectors and there they are. The money that the artists are making at these during these residencies, um, is it comparable or better than, you know, a big tour? I would imagine that it nets out to about the same thing because your overhead is so much smaller. Yeah. You don't have to hire all these, all the crew, and this, and there's not the, the the hotel expenses that you would in travel and transportation expenses that you would have. This has got to be one of the reasons that uh, so many acts are 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 taking this route. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is the the hotels are coming to these acts with offers they can't refuse. Yeah. So look at you can have gigs here every weekend guaranteed with this much money for the next six months <laughs> and all you have to do is to, co is to come to Las Vegas every weekend yeah yeah and, and you end up with just as much money as you would if you were to get on an airplane or on a tour bus and travel the country or travel the world geez I'm sold yeah, I loved uh, I loved this article that I was reading. It says, where, where, what other city can you go to and see Jennifer Lopez, Pitbull, the Backstreet Boys, 50 Cent, and Migos uh, perform while taking a selfie of yourself sipping on a massive margarita shaped like the Elf Eiffel Tower? You can do everything there. You can do everything in Vegas. Is there anyone, before I let you go, anyone you're really looking forward to seeing um, during this summer uh, touring season? Oh, that's that's a good question. There is a festival in Toronto or in uh, Ontario called the Rocks of This Music Festival. Mm -hmm. It's a first time thing that's happening northwest of Toronto. It's a four day thing that's featuring everybody from Kid Rock and Alice Cooper to Aerosmith and Nickelback. Mm. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing that, and I'm still watching the the concert tour calendar to see what comes up. I have heard, and this has nothing to do with anything in North America, but I have heard that for the first time ever, U2 is going to tour Ooh. through Southeast Asia. Ooh. And I want to go see one of those shows. That would be phenomenal as well. Alan Cross joining us this afternoon, of course, the host of the ongoing history of new music and a music contributor to Course Radio and Global News. Thanks for this, Alan. Sorry to interrupt the dog walk. Well, it's okay. We're all calmed down now. <laughs> all good. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon.